Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Light Through Darkness. I'm your host, Kylan, better known as Kai. And with me this evening, I have Miss Monisha, aka Mo. Uh, Miss hey, Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Um, so Miss Tia could not be with us this evening. Something came up, but we will definitely miss her and she will be joining us um on our next show. But before we begin, I want to let all the listeners know where they can um, follow this podcast, Seeing Light Through Darkness. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. So just look for Seeing Light Through Darkness by My Mental Space. And you can also find us on Facebook at My Mental Space as well as Instagram and Twitter at My Mental Space 21. That's the number two and one. And last but not least on YouTube at My Mental Space. And as always, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for the latest content. <sighs> All right, Mo. <laughs> so la- we were we have been discussing um break um breaking points exposed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And let's see. We were just kind of telling our 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 little stories throughout our lifetime, which the breaking points throughout our lifetime, um, uh-huh. and how it affected us. You know how we just processed what we were going through, how we got through it, and then the lessons right. the lessons that we learned from it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you last, let's see, I think you were talking about there was a court situation mm-hmm. um, that you were <clears throat> dealing with um, with your stepdaughters. Right, yep. Mom, right? Yes. So take okay. So take us back to that point. Just um, recap from that point, and what you know, what 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 happened from there, basically. Okay. So just a quick recap on that. The kids were. In a lot in our life, then because me and my now husband was to get married, she decided to tell this big fabricated story that her own mother had passed away, just so the kids wouldn't be in our wedding. Mm-hmm. Then, then the kids came up basically missing for like a year, a little over a year. Then boom, all of a sudden. 
called out the blue. Somebody's trying to take the kids away from me. Then we get down to the courtroom. The guy <clears throat> that was taking her to court was there with his wife. And um, we see her. We're just like, oh, man, we can't believe this is basically happening. What's going on? We didn't know. And so all of a sudden, we see the guy that took her to court to basically get custody of the kids come running out of the courtroom. And I think that's where I ended. So let me just go ahead and pick mm-hmm. the story up. Yeah, I remember okay. that part. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So the guy comes out of the courtroom, kind of walking real fast in tears. And we're just looking like, what's going on when I say we, me and my current husband, we're just looking like, what's, what happened? Right. We look in, and then all of a sudden, we see the EMT come rush us, come rush past us with a stretcher. And she is pregnant at the time. When I say she, I'm talking about my stepkid's mother was pregnant at the time, and she gets whisked away past us on a gurney. (laughs) Not whisked away. Yes, just you know, oh, super fast, and so we're like, "What? What? What's happening? What's happening?" So we caught the glimpse of the dude, and I'm like, "Yo, go and talk to him, and you know, find out what's really going on." So then we go and we catch up with the guy, and the guy was just like, "Yeah, I found out that um, that." The kids weren't my kids. I've been told for all 13 years. So I want to make sure I be exact on this because that's very important. Wait. For 13 years. Hold on. Okay. Wait a minute. Yeah. Go ahead and digest that one. So see, now now I have questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the guy... <laughs> She mm-hmm. told the other guy who was supposedly mm-hmm. uh, the children's father, your stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. He was told mm-hmm. that 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 he was their father yeah. for thirteen, 13 years. years. Thirteen years. Mm-hmm. So, well, so he had been taking care of them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Financially, you know, whatever. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so the guy who was just like, you know, I broken up as, you know, he should be, you know, broken up, you know, mm-hmm. emotionally. He's crying. Right. He was just like, I can't believe it. And so my husband was like, well, no, they're my kids. And then the guy was like, well, are you sure? And he was like, yeah, you know, I got the paternity test done. And the guy was like, okay, well, are you sure both of them are yours? And then my husband was like, yeah, I got the test. And then the guy just kind of just really 
kind of lost it from there. Like, you know, can't believe it. You know, been told this all these years. And so, I mean, the guy's wife was there. She was in just, just disbelief. Like, what? Because... Recording she, in progress. Uh-oh. Okay, because she Oops. was, you know, <laughs> believing the same thing. She didn't have any reason to doubt it or whatever because that's just what has been told. So, as we're standing there talking and, you know, trying to clear the air and get some understanding about what's going on, he goes, the kid's mama calling my phone like crazy. Mm. Calling my phone, calling my phone. So I answered the phone. I was like, what's up? <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah. Where y'all at? And I was like, we have a courtroom. We still have a courtroom. She was like, are y'all talking to him? And we was like, no. We ain't talking to him. She was like, yeah. The judge was asking him if he crazy, if he got mental problems, why would he be in the courtroom asking for paternity of kids that ain't kids? All that kind of stuff. Then she was like, y'all sure y'all didn't say nothing to him? Nothing at all? No, nah, we ain't saying nothing to him. But mind you, I'm standing right in front of you the whole time. Saying this on the phone to her while she's trying to figure out what we're doing. She's playing recon, mm-hmm. basically. Recon. Right. Okay, what what they talking about? What they talking about? Right? So that's what she basically doing, doing the recon. So I'm playing it out the whole time, like, nah, he ain't here. We don't know nothing. Blah, blah, blah. And so she holding on to her story, like, oh, he crazy. They told him he crazy. And who tries to take kids that don't belong to you? All this kind of stuff. This is what she's saying. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So now, now is she in the hospital? Yes. She's okay. in the hospital because she had to get she had to find a way to get out of there. But she knows she couldn't walk out of there. Because that wife would have probably told her up. Oh. That wife probably would have whooped her up. Mm. She didn't want to face the music because all uh, her past all her lies were standing in one room. We all standing in one room. She would have been cornered. Wow. We were all there. I was there. My husband was there. The other guy was there. And his wife was there. So she would have been cornered. So she had to think smart on her feet and get out of there. So she so. had you... Your your uh your husband, mm-hmm. the guy, and mm-hmm. his wife. Yep, all there. And at that all point, one time. At that point, your her husband knew that he was the father. Well, he had already knew already. So years ago. So look, let me. Okay, so I had an, I have another question about the the thirteen mm-hmm. the thirteen year thing. Right. Where was? Oh, so your husband. Okay. So the other the other guy who's thinking mm-hmm. 
for 13 years that these are his kids, his uh, daughters. I'm, I'm going to see if you're going to fill in the blank without me telling you. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know, Mo. I don't know if I can fill in the blank on this one. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to try. How, Go ahead. I, okay. <laughs> If you're thinking you're someone's parent for 13 years and another individual knows that he is the parent, uh-huh. what no run-ins happened within 13 years? I'm I'm absolutely not. So let me tell you how. Uh, how that was played. See, talking about filling the blank. How I'm supposed to fill in the blank with that? Go uh, ahead. I thought you, I thought you was going to ask uh, the, the golden question because I said, me personally, I said he's stupid. That's what I said. Honestly, that's what I said. I was like, he's dumb. But how did they never run each other? Because we live on the whole other side of town. It would have never happened. But it never happened. So she would set it up. That's how she would set it up. And it's crazy. You know, I personally don't, you know, really go for this. But when people be like, oh, godparents this and godparents that, that's not my thing. I really wasn't raised like that or whatever. Right. Uh huh. So that's just, that's just not my thing. Right. But people are, you know, legit raised like that. You know, that's just what they do, right? So, you know, not to knock that, but that's just what people do. So, the dude told for the oddest long time that their dad was their god daddy. And then vice versa. Their daddy was told that this dude was their god daddy. Um, <clears throat> making me like what? What? You can go ahead and ask and be like, what? What? Yeah, I don't know. Like <clears throat> that's still that is so um. I don't even know what to call it. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. I don't know. That's to me. Yeah, that's something mentally going on. It's called, and the way that I look at it as, it's called. Don't care. I see the kids when I want to see them. I'm gonna mm-hmm. still live my life. So whatever she say, all right, okay, cool. That's what it's called because a real parent would be like, God, daddy, you letting my kids go over to another nigga house? Who the is this dude? So that's what that is. But I knew, I always had an inkling that it was some BS behind this God, daddy foolishness. I always said it. Oh boy. 
I always called it out. I always said it. I was just like, something ain't right with that. Something ain't right with that. Something ain't right with that. I'm like, you just letting your kids go over to another man's house? That's not their dad? I was like, something ain't right about that. So I've always spoke up and said, I guarantee you she got these kids calling somebody else daddy. I've always said it. I always said it. And then the truth all came out. The truth came out. Truth was out. She was exposed. She knew she was exposed. So she had to do some recon very quickly on that. And so what happened from there? Like, did she end up, I mean, as far as, okay, so she was in the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long was mm-hmm. she there? How did she get up? How did she get out of that? She was there for a couple of hours. Well, nothing wrong with her. She pretended like she was going in labor. Oh, man. Nothing was wrong with her. The, the girl is quick on her feet. When you're a habitual liar, you're quick on your feet. Mm. But, but You're quick on your feet, but you're not thinking that ain't nobody else paying attention to what you're talking about. But see, me who being I am, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm not just going with the flow. I'm listening. Stuff don't add up because I'm paying attention to you. I'm investigating. I'm always listening because I don't believe to begin with. So I'm listening. But she was in there for about a, a couple of hours and she, she got released. She got released and instantly cut ties with the dude. Instantly. Instantly. It's so crazy. Instantly. Instantly. Okay. So, she has gotten exposed. She has cut ties uh-huh. with the other man who was thinking he was the father for 13 years of these, uh-huh. of these girls. So, where does life go after that? So after that, you know, same BS or whatever, never admitted up to what she's done. But somehow in her mind was like, oh, yeah, I apologize for all that stuff. But never once did I we ever really receive a real apology for all of this, this stuff, whatever. But honestly, I didn't need it because I see... I can see you for who you are, and I've been seeing you for who you are. I'm good. Okay. So now, you know, the kids are around or whatever because she was going through that. She needs support with, you know, with the kids or whatever. So, you know, now they're around. They're big at this point. They're big. Like, you just can't snatch them away at this point because they're big. Mm-hmm. They know how to use a phone. You know, they know how to contact the big. So you can't pull that. I'm going to keep you away from your dad and you won't see him for months or years. You, you can't do that no more. Like, because they be So now they're around. Okay, cool. Whatever. You know, still not really trusting you. Really, you know, my wall is up for my own personal. It's up. Like, okay. 
your kids is here, that's cool, whatever. But for my own personal, like, I can't build that bond like it was. Mm. Because I don't know the next move. Right. I don't trust you because you always up to something. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust you, right? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't snatch your kids and be gone and, you know, from parents having influence on children, which you do because it's your parents or whatever, you know, you will, you know, go with the flow for, you know, whatever period of time until you be like, okay, you know what? No, I'm I'm not with this no more. I'm going to go and I know what's right and I know what's wrong. So can't really build, build that relationship up or whatever they hear, but, you know, that's kind of a still like a wall of situation or whatever because, mm-hmm. At this point, I got my own child at this point or whatever. So it's like, it's just not y'all no more. Like I got my own child, which that's always going to be a connection there with my own child. So going through the years, going through the years, and to sum up my story, we just going to jump all the way into Years later, about a good five years later, and this mm-hmm. is really where it came to a breaking point where I said, that's it, I'm done. All right. So COVID, 20, COVID hit 2019. 2019, COVID is well and alive. One of the kids was made it to college. She's at college. Doing 2020. Whatever. This is 2020. 2020. Okay, yeah. 2020. All right. So 2020. In college, got a call in the middle of the night, probably about like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And everybody know that's my bedtime. What are you calling me? It best be a damn emergency. <laughs> okay. So they got my sister to call me because I know I don't answer no calls. I see I see their numbers and I won't answer the phone. Like, whatever you got to tell me, it can wait till tomorrow. So my sister called me. She got through because my sister's on the get through list on my phone because everybody else is blocked. You cannot call me. But she got a call. I was like, what? So then I heard them on a three-way and it triggered me instantly. I'm talking about like I triggered. Like like I just didn't think what was coming out of my mouth. No, nothing. I instantly got triggered. The mm. conversation immediately was, hey, what you doing? You need to get up and go get your child because they're releasing everybody because of COVID. This is at 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. Who, who is saying you need to get up and go get your child? This is the kid's mother. The kid's mom is telling you that? She's telling their dad that, like, because I'm on speakerphone. Oh, so okay. Like, it was like, where is he at? And I was like, he's right here. Where else would he be at? Like, it's 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. I'm confused. And then it was like, oh, um, they got oh. COVID down there. Uh-huh. Nothing. I'm but just tripping on you. Go ahead. They got COVID down there. You need to get up right now and go get her because they making everybody leave campus. So my instant response was, no, you can go get her. Because we just took her down there for school and pay for everything. He ain't got no money. Do you got the money to go pick her up? That was my response. 
it instantly triggered me because first of all, you calling me with a panic at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Talking about somebody need to jump up immediately right then in that hour to go pick somebody up as if somebody was in the hospital dying, bleeding, car accident, leg cut off, whatever. Mm. But the child is fine. They're, they're fine because they're, they're locked in their dorms. They can't go anywhere. You're fine. So it triggered me. Right. So I said what I said. And, you know, he responded, you know, wait, no, I'm not going tonight. I'll go get it tomorrow, work it out, whatever. So after my response, when I was like, do you have money for, you know, rent a car to get her back up here? Because we just took her in August and we pay for everything. We pay for everything. Not the mama. She ain't contributing nothing. We pay for everything to get her down there. Okay. So the next day, and here's my breaking point. The next day, I get text messages from the child that's at college, right? Not the next day. I'm going to say within a week. Not the next day. I get messages, screenshots, messages that her mom is messaging her, which to me was childish and petty anyways, because that is your daughter, your child to begin with. Why are you acting like that's your best friend? Why are you acting like that's your homegirl? Because it's not your <laughs> child. So, okay. so I get all these screenshots. <laughs> F Monisha. What? I want to F her up right now. Who the F she thinks she's talking to? Wait a minute. She don't know me like... Okay. Hold on. Wait a okay. minute. Let me get let go ahead and get your questions together. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hold on, because wait, 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 wait. Did you say the uh-huh. daughter was sending you screenshots of what uh-huh. her mom was saying though, with the f bombs uh-huh. and everything going through? Yes. yes. She sent that to her daughter. Yes. She's talking like that. The mother is talking like that. To her daughter about you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So keep, keep going. She's sending me the screenshots, and I'm like, oh, okay. 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 And I was like, I was like, it's no need for me to engage you because the issue is not with you, child. The issue is with your mother. So let me engage your mother because I'm not about to be sending text messages back and forth with you. Right, let you're a child. Let me send mm-hmm. to the person who has a problem with me. Okay. So I text back. I got your message. You want to F me up? You know where I live at. You know my address. You've been to my house plenty of times. You can holler at me if you need to. If you got a problem with anything that I said that may that you may have felt was disrespectful, out of line or whatever, you can call me and talk to me like an adult. I left it at that. I'm like, I'm done. You literally crossed the line. You want to do what now? You want to ask me up? You want to do this? You want to do that? But mind you, since your children were one and two years old, I was your baby daddy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was your baby daddy. 
Yeah, the stepmom acting like a baby daddy, going to pick them yeah. up, doing all of that. And this was after right. you didn't even know about them. All the, the, uh-huh. just not telling what the deal is, like all the way, like starting from the beginning. And you still, uh-huh. it's like, like they were your kids. You, uh-huh. you put energy into them. Like they were your kids. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And at that point, when I saw all those messages or whatever, I was like, like, I'm done. I'm done. There's nothing that you can say to me. I'm done. It's a wrap. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm done. Because you got that much of a problem. With me about something that I said, I can say what I want to say. Now, if you feel a certain kind of way, then you address it. But in the day, I can say what I want to say and how I want to say it. So that 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 to me, what kills me about people figure that you should say this or say that. So people say what they want to say to you. Now it's about how you're going to address it. Yeah. How how are you going to address it? Now, if it bother you. Fucking address it. Oh, excuse me. Address it. Like an adult. If it's something about because me personally, I would address something in a minute. It's plenty of times that I've addressed things that she said, things that she's done. I've addressed her about it. Because that's who I am. I'm not finna just let it go. I'm go I'm I'm going to address the situation because that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. But for you to take that to your children, children that I helped you raise out of the kindness of my heart when it was never asking me, I helped you raise. And then you like, oh, you know, don't talk to her. And if y'all living in my house, y'all better not talk to her. And don't ask her for nothing. If you if y'all feel like y'all need to talk to her, then y'all need to go live her plan the guilt trip. Now, this is your mom telling you stuff like this. Everybody wants to honor their mother and their father. Like, that's what, that's just a natural thing. You always want to please your parents. You want to make your parents happy. It's a natural thing. So, for them to, for her to say that to them, they was really feeling like they had to choose and it was tearing them up. It was tearing mm, them up. So, once again, my walls is up. Again, my walls is up. My child is my priority. Not y'all no more. Because again, of your mother. So with all of that, I was done. And when I said I was done, I meant exactly what I said. I'm done. And mind you, before then, me and this person talk all the time. All the time. She would call me up, we would talk, whatever. It would be nothing. Talk, 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 talk. Mm-hmm. But after that, you've crossed the line. You can be mad all day long. But when you tell your kids that I helped you raise, don't don't rock with me no more. Don't talk to her. Don't ask her nothing. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't don't talk to her in my house on the phone. We're done. We're done. And this is We're after done. you put, like you said, time, energy, money, all mm-hmm. kind of effort into them. And you know, I'm you know, I'm I'm just speaking, I'm getting technical, you know, so not trying to, um, you know, step on anyone's toes or make anyone feel uncomfortable 
with certain things that are said. That's why I'm putting that disclaimer out there. I'm getting technical. After mm -hmm. that money, time, energy mm -hmm. to kids who are not, are not mine. biologically yours, while at the yeah. same time you have a, a, a um a younger child in the home with you, mm -hmm. and so who is your biological child, mm -hmm. and so after when that happened, Mo, mm -hmm. did you? feel like all of the time, money, energy and efforts that you that you put into the the girls, did you feel uh -huh. like like <laughs> that uh that took away from your biological child? Like you get it was like you're you're and I'm not trying to say like, cause you know, a lot the world today we we have blended families. We we I you know, I, uh -huh. we have a blended family. You know, so not to say that they you don't love them like they're your own or anything. It's just in your situation. It's uh, for me. It it just sounds like and feels like you were just thrown into a situation although you had a choice now you did have a choice, I have a choice. no no I have a choice. <laughs> nobody put a gun yeah. to your head nobody made mm -hmm. you say you know he didn't say you you got to be with me right now or I'm a, you know none of that happened right. but uh -huh. uh -uh. but <clears throat> and i think everyone and a lot of people can feel me on this it's like when you you know, when feelings start getting involved, love starts getting involved, it's not easy to pull away right. like that. And mm -hmm. so you're taking everything that comes with it, which was a bold, brave move, because this wasn't a situation where, hey, okay, let's just let's just say you didn't know about the kids at first. Okay, okay, we'll keep that piece, right? We'll keep that part of the story, right? You didn't uh -huh. know. Okay. You find you you go through whatever, you know, you find out about it, deal with that, and you like, all right, you know what? Okay. And so we go from there. And things are just pretty much your normal. I mean, every family, yeah. everything, everybody has ups and downs, good times, bad times, da da da. da. That's normal. That's what I mean uh -huh. by normal. But in your situation, it was like, okay, I didn't know about them. I, I feel like I'm forced because I'm I feel like I'm in too deep, you know, yes. um with my feelings, this relationship. I'm taking everything and not only am I taking on and saying, Okay, I am going to be a stepmother to these kids because you were even ha you know, having them plan to have them in the wedding, you know? Yeah. And then you take yeah. me through this. You lie saying your mom, I didn't know about them. You're, I, I want them to be in the wedding. You go missing MIA for a year or, or more, uh -huh. you know, and then you're, you're, you're putting just such, I, I can't even, 
it just you're saying your mom you're spreading this lie about you know your mom uh you know passing away and she's still much alive at this point and it's like then Mm -hmm. now we're in this court situation i'm trying to help you know you're you're just not I feel like you're using and abusing me and I keep running. I keep running because I keep thinking about those kids. But now you've put me in a situation, you know, currently, you know, where you left off. It's like you're sending. First of all, you're talking and sending text messages to your daughter like she's one of your friends or another right. woman. I, I didn't get that piece either. Um you know, and not only am I ment- mentally and emotionally starting to go down, your children are now feeling the same way. And at the same time, I feel like the, the energy and the time and the money that I put into this situation, you know, trying to be a stepmom and saying, hey, I'm going to love them like they were my own has really taken away from, you know, my biological child. Like I just took on all this mess and I'm only speaking technical, like in a mental form, you know, not, you know, I'm not trying to say they're not worthy or anything or whatever we want to say. I'm not saying that at all, but technically, mentally, it's like, I, 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 you're saying to yourself, oh my God. You know, why yeah. did I put myself in this situation? Why? Why? Well, we know why. Like I said, you saw it was the, the, the focus was um, on the girls. Mm-hmm. But then when you see, you know, you just sitting back and you're like, oh, my God, like I was splitting. I decided to say, hey, because when you have multiple kids. You know, all focus isn't just on one child. You got this child, this child, this child, and this child. And that's hard. And it's like, wait. (laughs) Now I feel like I have done my biological child some disservice here. Like, I done shorted him, you know, and, and then I'm mentally and emotionally scarred at this point. Like, I mean... Like, that's how I'm feeling for you. And that's how it sounds like for me. So, I mean, what (laughs) is that? (laughs) So, like, after, like, that whole text message situation and all of that or whatever, it was like, like, like you said, it was just like, Basically, you you was out to use me because, in all honesty, this is how you really felt. So now you you got the first opportunity to say it, but this is where you really been feeling this whole time. You got the first opportunity to say it. So to me, it was like a slap in the face. Like I said, really saw you for who you were. I'm just waiting for you to say it, and now you saw me for who I really am. But you felt it. I didn't have to say nothing. You felt it. And when I say she felt it, she felt it. Mm. Because you you crossed the line. And you crossed the line, I, I can't deal with you. Especially 
when I have been nothing but, and like I told her in a message, I treated you nothing but like family when I didn't have to. You, personally, and, and this is your kids, I treated you like family when I didn't have to. I'm done. Done. And I made a conscious decision at that moment that I was doing. Because you crossed the line. You crossed, like I said, you can be mad. You can be mad and be like, you know, that was messed up. How she talked to me. Blah, blah, blah. You, could even, you could even call me on the phone like, yo, that was messed up. You could have said your piece to me on the phone. But to tell your kids, don't mess with her, don't talk to her, don't ask her nothing, y'all. You can't go over there. If you go over there, you don't, you stay there. I'm going to block you. All kinds of stuff. And it's making the kids feel real torn. Like, they really, like, you you plan emotionally on your kids. And for what? So, I mean, honestly, like, this whole situation, I was just dragged along with it dragged along with it and sometimes I really be feeling like I never got a, an option to say no mm. I never got really? the opportunity to say no that's how we feel sometimes like it was never giving me the, the opportunity to be like no I don't want to deal with what you got going on everything is just happening everything is just happening Everything's just moving. So, mm. so that was my ultimate, ultimate after, I want to say after 18 years, after 18 years, that was my breaking point. I'm done. Finished. Don't call me no more. Don't text me. Keep me blocked if that's what it's going to take. No communication with me at all. Period. I'm done. That's 18 years. Wow. Yep. I was done. And now today, I'm done. So how do you handle it? Call me and talk to me about nothing. How do you handle it now? Like, how do you, like... How do you keep yourself in check? Keep your, you know, with that situation. Um, you know, how do you not allow yourself to fall back into mm-hmm. it? Because I know they're there's older nothing. now. And when I say there's absolutely nothing that could take me back to opening up their lines of communication with their mother nothing I'm sorry like she could literally be in a hospital where that she's not doing well there's absolutely zero mm. that can open that line of communication up like I'll feel bad for her be like man y'all really need to make sure your mom is good you know what I'm saying like oh no don't get me wrong I always be like yo spend time with your mama yeah call your mama you know what I'm saying? Like, I always say that because I'm not going to talk bad about your mom because that's your mom. I would never tell you, you know, don't talk to your mom because this and that and the third. It's my decision. I'm just not going to talk to her. I'm just not going to deal with her. 
But I'm always pushing, like, make sure you talk to your mama. Make sure, you know, y'all wrong for that. Don't be talking to your mama like that. Don't kill them attitudes towards your mama because it's not cool. Yeah. But I'm just not going to deal with her. Me. It's just me. I can't. I can't. And I'm not. Mm. I'm not. So, so that, that was, it's, it's, like, it's like 18 years when I really sit and think about it. And I, because when she disappeared, when we found out, you know, when she disappeared, um, and I found out that, you know, the 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 mama wasn't really dead, mm, I was dead right there. Yeah, you know, like, oh, I missed that right there. I was just like, you know what? I see you for who you are. I can't trust anything that you tell me. I can't. I can't trust nothing that you tell me. That's so all open the lines of communication up. But still, I can't trust you. But this last situation where you telling the kids that's that that's just where you cross the line where you tell your kids don't don't talk don't talk to Monisha. Don't don't ask her nothing. If you in my house, you better not be talking to her on the phone. As soon as she walk in and like, oh, we gotta go. Like I felt like I was the side, the side chick. What? Yeah, you know how like people be creeping and stuff, and I go, "Oh, I gotta go, I gotta go," because you know my dude here or my cheeky, I gotta go, I gotta go, and then her but hang up. That's how that was happening. So I was like, "I'm good," because I would never make y'all feel that way, and I couldn't make them feel that way if I really wanted to. Like I really, because I did so much for them that their mother wasn't doing. And stuff like that. And they saw, like, you know, a different life. I really could have made them feel like, you know, my mom is trash. I want to be over here. But I never, ever, ever once talked down about their mother in front of them. Never. If anything, I always uplift her like, oh, you know, she doing the best that she can. Or, you know, that's just how she grew up. So that's how she knows how to communicate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff like that. Like, I've always been cursing. But I could have been that person where I could have been, like, real nasty and been talking trash about their mom or whatever, where they could have, you know, pulled away from their mother and not really want to deal with her because of the different stuff that she's done. I've never done that. Never. So for her to do it to me, I'm done. Mm. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I get it. I definitely, I definitely get that. Um, that's crazy. You know, people, people, you know, and not discrediting, you know, any type of, you know, issues people are going through mentally at all. You know, this is why, this is why I started the podcast anyway to talk about uh-huh. these things and let people know that they're not alone in these situations like this like everybody is going through stuff like for real yeah you know and real, real. i know the last time we were talking i was telling you all about the the abuse and being stalked and all of that you know from uh-huh. my um first child's father and it was like it's like you living in a twilight zone. You like, why is this happening to me? And you know, mm-hmm. I, how do I? You know, in my situation, it was like, how do I not get killed? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, um, 
And so actually, um, after that situation, Mo, oh God, this is whoo, I was just I'm still it's I I feel heavy just off of your situation and yes, thinking about how them yes. those girls um were feeling and it's making me I, I mean I'm just being honest it's making me feel heavy and it's bringing you know it brings back you know we don't forget the things that we go through and sometimes you know it might you might shed a little tear you might think about it like when you're just having time and then you know you just get over and move on you know because it doesn't really right. affect you affect you like it did when it was fresh but sometimes you might be like oh dang because it's like you're feeling bad for yourself like you looking you know it's like you're having a like you're stepping out of yourself for a minute and just looking at yourself as just another individual and like damn uh -huh. you know what i mean um yeah so i know i was telling you guys about how um my oldest child's father uh uh he you know bro was breaking into the apartment you know um having me follow stalking and doing all kind of just weird things um and i know i told you i was telling you all that i had finally gotten to a place where i just had to make a decision that he couldn't even be a part like i wanted him to be a part of her life but he could like he left me no choice um you know with me trying and then when she got old enough to talk, you know, three or four years old, saying, hey, I don't want to go over there. It smells like smoke. And then you're smelling like you can't have your child in, in right. um, environments, people smoking around mm -hmm. them. And when if it's on yeah. your clothes and the, the curtains and stuff smelling like that, you know, that's some heavy smoking. And right. they, the mother, mm -hmm. she was drinking a lot. She was going through some things, but it was like, that was, I would have been, you know, in trouble putting my child mm -hmm. in that environment. You know, they looking at me like, ma'am, you know, you, right. you, you know, so I couldn't do that. So it was like, I, it wasn't like I was keeping, trying to keep her away, trying to keep him away from her, but it was like, I can't bring her to your mother's house right i you know and it's always some fights or something going on arguments drinking oh, and smoking mm -hmm. and then you're in and out of these crack hotels you're dealing drugs you're like what i don't understand like what am you you can't come what do what i don't know what to do and you're still living right. that life so you know what i let god and i, I had to move on from there um so like i said i i you know pretty much told him in a court hearing that you know i remember i told you i stood up and gave him some few silent words and i had to check that real quick because that was the beginning of uh that was i had to put an end to that that cycle that situation so from there mo <laughs> uh -huh. in college in school so, you know, life, because um, I was going to, you remember I told you I wanted to go to Clark Atlanta and everything, but, you know, uh -huh. life had other plans. And so I went to um, 
um, the technical school because I was like, okay, let me go ahead and get my associates. I wanted, you know, and then I was eventually going to go back to school. I already knew that. But for the time being, I was like, you know how you just kind of, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say settling, but it's like, you got to go with, do what you can and go where life is taking you and whatever. You know, just kind of like, uh-huh. just do what you got to do. Right? Right. Uh-huh. So, go to school. Okay. Down to the little program. After some research or whatever. Healthcare, of course. And so, um... <laughs> I want to say it wasn't too long after it may have been, I don't know, I hadn't been there that long before I met him, but I want to say shortly after I had started, maybe a month or two, something like that, if not sooner, met this guy. We were in the same class. Uh-huh. <clears throat> we were in the same class. And um, okay. I think he, we were watching a video or something or having a class discussion or something like that. I think we were watching a video and he asked me, he asked me something. So we started talking about it. So after that, you know, we had exchanged information and Things just went from there. And at that time, um, what was going on? What was that case? You remember that case? His first name was Brian. He was African-American. Brian Nichols. Yes, Brian Nichols. Remember he shot up in that courtroom? And, okay, so yes, that same day is when we started talking and met in class. Mm-hmm. And um, oh yeah, and I was talking about because I actually was driving the same car that Brian Nichols was driving, and I was, oh, no. <laughs> and I remember making the joke like, "Dang, talking about." I was like, "Dang, we drive the same car, same color, same everything." I don't want them, you know, uh, pulling me over or whatever. So right. we was just talking about hunt was out for him, boy. <laughs> right? And so. Um, all right, so we started talking, whatever, you know, each day, and then it got mm-hmm. to where we were hanging out outside of class. Um, it was a mutual friend. He had linked up with some with um uh, another student that went there, you know, they they became he they became friends, and her and I became friends, and so she stayed, you know, in an apartment near the school and so we you know how you go there after school or whatever you just hanging out chilling and stuff like that and that's how our little thingamajiggy i don't even know what you want to call it began and so he was at the time i was i mean i was only like 22 uh-huh. and he was 30 so, uh, 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 uh. you know, that age difference being eight years, it's like, okay, I'm 22, he's 30. Age. You got a little, you got, 
with that age, you got a little, you got a lot more experience in life than I do. Right. I'm just starting out. You know, Mm -hmm. even though I have a child, it was like, you know, and I'm being an adult, I still haven't faced and gone through the things that you have. (laughs) So, but my much, it was my maturity level, you know, that Mm -hmm. I could have conversation, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and understand enough to where, you know, he didn't look at me as like, oh, she a little girl. I can't even talk to her, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So, and actually, I it was more, he was more appealing to me because he was older and it was different. You know, he was different from of course. my <laughs> daughter's dad. Um, and so found out he was, um, you know, in, in the, um, you know, the military or whatever, I forget which, um, I don't know if it was the Navy or the Air Force. I want to say Navy. I can't really remember, but he was in the military. So we were talking, getting, getting to know one another. And so, um, he had started kind of coming around um you know to you know in my personal space like my apartment and things like that and then at first I didn't have you know I wouldn't let my daughter really be around like that you know in the beginning um so you know, it would be more so like if she wasn't there and she was spending time with another family member and things like that, right? And so, you know, we're getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And one day after school, um, the, mu- the mutual friend, the girl I was telling you about, me, her and I are in my car. And we were talking about something. And she mentioned, what did she say? She said something like, oh, um, blah, 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 blah. And you know, you know, cause his, um, his, his wife, da, 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 da. Uh Uh-uh. And I was like, I was, I think I kind of. I think I kind of froze because, like I said, we were driving, leaving out her apartment. So we were like, it was kind. I remember kind of going up like a little hill. It wasn't really steep, but you had to get out a little uh-huh. hill to turn out. Uh-huh. And I remember having my hand on the steering wheel, and I'm like, and it kind of, you know how you kind of take your foot off and a little bit, and the car start rolling right. back, and you like, and I said, I looked at her and I said, I said, who you talking about? You why who you? You know what you mean? <laughs> what you? Who you talking? Are you talking about the same guy? And she was like, "Oh, oh, he didn't tell you he was married." Mo? Oh heck no! <laughs> oh, see, Mm-mm-mm-mm. I um, Mm-mm-mm. I instantly felt. 
hot. I'm talking about mm-hmm. hot. And mind you, I had been talking to him and all this for a couple of months at this point. Okay. Uh-huh. So again, that's why we were talking about your feelings and when you end to a place where right. it's hard to come out. Like I was li- like, again, it started, it was exciting. It was new feeling, you know, I'm starting to feel refreshed just within myself. And uh-huh. after a few months, you hit me with this girl. What are you saying? Right, and like, so, who you girl? I don't even remember what like her response after to me. She looked with total shock, but then she was looking at me like, "Oh well, cast out the bag type look." Right. And after that. I remember confronting him because we were all together. Like he, him and another friend were in the car. We were following, you know, each other. I don't remember when and where we were at the time when I confronted him, but I confronted him and he was like, oh, we're not together. Yes, I'm still legally married. We're not together. He started telling me all this stuff. I mean, making it sound good. Mind you, I'm 22. I, I might be a little mature for my age, but... I, I'm I'm still operating in a 22 year old mind. Like I don't, I'm doing the best I can, <laughs> and I right. and I don't yeah, no. right, and I don't want to lose the feeling that I'm feeling. You know, I'm I'm feeling. You know, just coming out of that mess. Like like here we go. You know what? Like mm-hmm. what's what's going on? So. So then he says, you know, he's saying all this stuff, you know, she's da 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 da. We not we're not even living together. That's what cause they they weren't. And so I was just believing him, but I'm still like, oh my God, like, oh, okay. I was like, forget it. I'm just going he, he say whatever. Right. He's getting ready to get a divorce. I'm like, okay. And he would, he was, I remember him looking, trying to get the paperwork, all that kind of stuff. So I'm just going along on the ride. You know what I mean? As a 22 year old. Child, child, child. So after a while, I, his best friend, um, came into, was coming into town for, um, for her um, birthday. Okay. She comes into town. <laughs> and at this point, I'm letting him. Uh-huh. He has, he was using my car for a minute until he got his own car. And so um I would I don't know if he had his car yet or it was mine. I can't remember. Anyway, he had he had dropped me off at work. 
I remember getting dropped off at work. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And it's time to come pick me up, right? It's time to come. That's when I was still, remember I was telling you all I was um, was waitressing, making that big, nice money and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm still working there at this time because I'm still in school and I'm working whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm working there. So he comes and, and, and um, picks me up and um, he's like, yo, he's like, yeah, I'm, um, he, uh, she, um, she tripping. She, she tripping on me saying da da da. Obviously, you know, she coming to town thinking she about to hang out with her friend and do stuff. And he must've let her down. I don't, I, he was trying to catch me up on what was going on. Cause mind you, I met, I've been at work for the past nine hours, <laughs> you know? And right. so, um, and I'm just, and she mad because I had to, whatever. And I told her I got to come pick you up. It was, she wasn't upset about he had to pick me up from work. It was the time in between. And so, um, that she was mad about. And so, um... I'm like, well, I don't have no reason. Now I'm dealing with older people. Everybody's older than me. I'm 22. Everybody's 30. Okay? Uh-huh. So I'm dealing with grown people. And uh-huh. so um, I'm just like, well, I don't, I don't have nothing to do with it. Um, I'm right. getting picked up from work. I don't know what happened in the 9, 10 hours, but I'm, okay, thank you for picking me up. I'm going home, you know. So... <laughs> She was there, and I allowed because I told them they could, stay, you know, be at the, you know, the park, the apartment, you know, no trouble. They went into trouble and nothing like that, whatever. So, um, and I remember we got we got to the apartment. And she was just telling me how clean my apartment was. She was like, "You wouldn't even think you had a child." I mean, everything is <laughs> just in its space. It's you know, you got everything in place. Like it doesn't even look like you have a child. And I was like, "No." Mm-hmm. Now, and this was my first time talking to her because, like I said, I had been, you know, at work. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm like, I'm a neat freak. You know, I don't like anything out of place. I'm cleaning 24-7. You know, I'm just, <sighs> I got, I, I I deal with it. It's real. The OCD, like, I can't, like, I was, you know, have anxiety about it. And, um, but, um, so we was talking a little bit. So, <clears throat> I remember, she, I think she was going to be down here for a few days. So, that led me into meeting another mutual friend of theirs, another female. Um, and it was actually her best friend, you know, mostly her best friend. So, I remember going to her uh-huh. house and she sat in this nice big house. Now, mind you, I'm 22. I'm looking at, ooh, I can't wait till I grow up and get this, you know, a nice <laughs> house like this and Da 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 da. We hanging out on the deck, the patio. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> you know, I got older friends. I'm involved with. Oh, it was a different life. It wasn't drama like that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know the being hit on and you know getting your hair pulled and stuff. I mean, I'm just having fun. I'm having my life. I'm raising my daughter. You know, I'm going to school, I'm working, like I'm just I'm 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 feel I'm in a different space right now. Uh-huh. And so um 
So I'm over there with them trying to fit in to where I can fit in, <laughs> you know, into the conversation. Right. And, um, you know, from there, you know, I'm meeting more people. So I'm like, wow, you know, I'm feeling special. You know, we're going out of town. Like I met his, like his family, his mom, like everybody liked me. Like I hadn't even thought about his situation. I just left it at that because he kept looking for, you know, kept talking about the divorce stuff and trying to go through this. So I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm going on a journey. I'm on the ride for now. This is what, what it All is. Right. Okay. So. So all that's going on, right? Um, and I had kind of developed a little, you know, a little, a little relationship with his best friend and one that, you know, that had come to town a little, you know, to where enough mm -hmm. to where, you know, I would be able to, hey, how you doing? Or if he was on the phone and talking in the background, you know, little stuff like that. Right. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. so. One night, okay, it's a school night. You know, he was at um uh at this point, like I said, we months in and he has met my oldest daughter at this point. So we're mm -hmm. we're months in. Months in. And um it's nighttime. It's dark. Everyone is sleeping. And all of a sudden, it was late. I don't know if it was around between 10, 12, 1. It could have been later than that. I don't know. All I hear was boom, 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 boom. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the world was that? And I think I got up and I got the door. No, I, I looked out and there was a female. And I said, I said, you know, I asked the people, you know, can I help you or whatever? And she told me who she was. So I opened the door and um, no. So when she told me, she said she was, um, they said she was looking for, you know, blah, blah, blah. She gave his name, whatever. So I opened the door and she was like, she was like, yeah, is um so-and-so here, you know, I'm I'm his wife. Oh Lord, how mercy. So Lord. let me tell you, I did not act out how I was feeling. Okay. So this is what I was feeling and thinking. All right. I was thinking and feeling, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? But how my actions and how I was acting came out totally different. I was just acting nonchalant. Like I was just answering the door like another friend, you know, another friend, you know, yeah, he's here. Like, you know, just, yeah, mm, like I'm unbothered, right? That's just the way I roll. You know, that's how I was used to rolling. I ain't about to, what? I'm not about to crack in front of anybody, 
Are you kidding me? You know. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So I told her, you know, one second, whatever. Of course, I didn't let her in. Right. So I go back and I tell him, um, your wife at the door. <laughs> <laughs> what was the look on that face? I bet the look he on said, that face was probably he like, was like, "What?" And, and I said, "Your wife at the door." I don't know how she knows where I live, but looks like you got some something to handle, basically. So I stayed back there. He goes out. He goes out, and he comes back in, puts on some shoes, and say, "I'll be right back. I'm getting ready to walk down or whatever." And I'm like whatever because i got to go to school in the morning i don't know what you gonna do but i'm not about to be tired mind you we go to the same school so you know we was riding together in the morning so <clears throat> he went down there for a few minutes it wasn't long girl all of a sudden he comes storming through the door run time out <sighs> time out they're trying to, they're trying to get me. They're trying to get me. And I'm like, who? Who's trying to get me? They're trying to jump me. Who is trying to jump you? Oh, Girl, man. she had, she, she had two dudes out there. She oh, had two man. other dudes with her. And oh, led wow. him down there so the dudes can jump him. And she knew where I stayed because she followed him, girl. She oh, wow. followed him. She followed him. So after that, we put, I mean, they were, they, we, I'm up because of course I'm not going back to sleep so somebody can come and shoot up through my apartment. Are you kidding me? Right. So at All this right. point, I'm triggered. I'm triggered because now again, I've been through the mess. People following right. me, people, you know, all types of just chaos. And here you uh -huh. are bringing it back. And I was at that moment, you, I was done, but I wasn't done still. I'm too far in. I have allowed my emotions and my feelings to go too deep into this, even though I was so upset, right? They ended up leaving for a while. You know how you kind of gauge and they, okay, they gone and da, 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 da. So morning yeah. comes up or whatever. He's telling, mm -hmm. he tells his best friend about it. And mm -hmm. I remember talking to her. Now, this was the start of us, you know, you know, talking where, you know, I was talking with talk to her if if he put me on the phone with her or whatever. So I'm telling my side of the story and what happened. And she was like, oh, my God, like it was just a mess. So after that, you know, we got past that. Um. She ended up moving down to Georgia. And we started to become closer. Me and his uh, best friend. So, and he stayed with her. He was 
he stayed with her for a minute until he got, you know, his own place. So when I would, you know, hang with him, going to their side of town, you know, I would be hanging out with her too. And that is what helped, you know, develop our relationship. And I remember one day, um, you know, she said, she was like, yeah, because, you know, at first, I'm like, he got this young girl. He messing with this young girl and blah, 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 and something. And she was like, and one day she was like, you know, we were sitting around and I was like, um, because you know how you had them colored contacts? So I had, at the time, yeah. I had colored contacts. You know, just playing around with diff different looks. I mean, I'm 22, you know? Right. And... Uh -huh. She said to me, she was like, when I said, why you got them contacts in your eyes? You don't need them contacts. And when I, and then I replied back. Now, this is why we sitting around talking one, one day. And she was like, when I said that, you came back with, um, well, why you wearing, why you got that blue, blue nail polish on your toes? <laughs> and then, um, she was like, and she was like, she was like, you said that. And then I made another comment saying, talking about, you know, just she's like people. And I don't know if it was people in general, but it was basically she was like exerting like, like not anger, but like just like on some the, the hell with people or life or da, da, da. and I came back with some like I think I said something like word like for real so she was like when I said that she she it was like instant like okay I can hang I can hang with her you know what I mean I can you know I, okay okay I see what he see you know I see what he seeing her or whatever you know and so our relationship just started to build and build and build. And I was still fooling around with him. It was very, she was kind of schooling me too. Like she was even telling me, don't be available for him. <laughs> like right away. I mean, she was telling me all kind of stuff. Like this is her best friend. And, um, but she was looking out for me. Like I'm another yeah. female, you know? And I'm young. And so, um, so then after a while, you know, time goes by. And I have been trying to call him, call him. No response. No nothing, girl. No nothing. I mean, this was after him popping up to in my class with flowers and stuff for valentine's day and uh -huh. yeah he was doing all taking me shopping i mean doing all that kind of stuff right. and um one night girl i either text her or i called her uh -huh. and all she said was she said kai Go live your life. That's all I'm going to say. Because I oh, hadn't wow. been able to get a response from him. Go live your life. She said. He, yes, he left. Girl, he left the state and went back fooling around with his wife. 
But wait a minute. But before that, I'm sorry. Let me back up. Let me back up because I, because now I promised myself I would not, I would not hold back because we're, this is not to just tell a story. This is to help people. So I want to tell everything. I don't want to hold back. Uh Before that happened, I had gotten pregnant. Okay. And we decided, well, I told him about it and I just, it was decided that I, I wasn't going to keep it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, when I made that decision, I was very, I had become very distant from, you know, from friends for a minute, for a hot second, because I was getting ready to go through something I never thought I would go through. And something I really, really didn't want to do. And I was so torn, Mo. I was so, so torn. So I got depressed. Went to the, um, ended up going to the, um, the clinic. Because like I said, I had just set my mind on. I just couldn't have another child and I was upset at myself for even putting myself in that situation to even have to make this decision, first of all. And I, you know, and I'm not judging anyone else out there, but for me, I'm speaking for me. I felt like that was irresponsible of me. So I was in the, um, the clinic and, um, Mm -hmm. I remember going back and I, 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 I cried when I, whenever they brought me back to the room and got me situated. I remember just tears did, I didn't make a sound, but tears started running down my face, just flowing without me even making a facial expression. I think, you know how you just in a blank stare? I just remember being in a blank stare. Mm-hmm. And I started crying. And I remember the nurse, one of the nurses came mm-hmm. came and um, like wiped my face with some tissue and she didn't say and 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 I think she did ask me one question she kind of whispered to me was I sh- was was I sure you know was I mm-hmm. sure of you know did I want to go through it and I remember I just I stayed in that blank stare and I shook my head yes mm-hmm. And I just remember praying, Mo.
I just okay. remember praying for God, for God to forgive me. But I just couldn't, you know, I just, I was 22. I was in school already having to grow up with one child. And I was just, I was like, I can't, but I was just asking for God to forgive me for being so irresponsible, you know, just because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you're not, I could have prevented that from happening and I didn't. And now I'm in this situation and I just remember God, I just remember praying that he would take this seed and restore it into another life. Because I was just so hurt, Mo. I just felt numb. And I think I did that to try to protect myself as much as I could. Um, And after that, you know, it was done. And I just... I was just so just outdone. And I remember he came and picked, he, he was, you know, of course he was driving me and his, uh, his friend, um, his best friend was actually, I think she was in the car. Was she? In, I remember her being in the car. I think she was. But I didn't talk the whole time. I didn't say anything. And I got dropped off because I was I had moved out of my apartment and I was moving. My lease was up in just enough time because my mother was actually getting ready to undergo a surgery, a big surgery. And I um so I just moved back home instead of finding because uh-huh. I wanted to find somewhere else to move. So instead of doing that, I just moved back home for a minute. Actually, me and my sister was th- were there, had came uh-huh. back at the same time so we could help um take care of her because it, it was gonna be at least six months. So it was like we might as well <laughs> stay here, you know, so we can be here. You know, um, just yeah. save some more money. Might as well just save some right. more money and, you know, take care of mom. Mm-hmm. You know, both of us still in school and working, whatever. So we just did that so it can be easier on us. And then, um, so I think my mom knew, but we never discussed it, even to this day. You know how you just, I couldn't talk about it, Mo. I couldn't talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it. I just felt, I felt so, I just felt wrong. I just felt wrong. I just felt so wrong. Like everything about me was just wrong. I just felt wrong. And so I got out the car. And I got, I went into, you know, my room there and I just got in the bed and turned the TV on because I couldn't sit in just deep silence either. 
And I remember crying until I fell asleep. And so after that, not too long after that, maybe some months later, that's when he just up and left without even telling me. I mean, like, how do you do that? And that's when his friend, he was, she was just like, "Mm mm." That she told mm-hmm. me, she had to tell me. And mm-hmm. while he was gone, our friendship just never stopped. We just became like I was her little sister. Like we were friends. We had a lot in common. I'm talking, you know, even down to our favorite color being purple. <laughs> and we just had so much in common, so much to talk about. Um, and you know from there we even started living in the same apartment complex <laughs> and we I would go to her house she would come to mine i mean we were just we had just became close and the other mutual friend uh-huh. the other mutual friend was staying in the cuz where we stayed it was a lot of apartments you know how you have neighborhoods on a strip or a street and everything uh-huh. it was in that uh-huh. you know that type of area and so he was across the street from our gate. His apartment complex was across the street. And so he was there. So I had both of his friends there, you know, connecting with them. And it was just crazy. It was like, I don't know. And then she was just updating me because she was still talk to him. Um, I think she ended up talking to him and again, she would just mention, we would just talk about, you know, the drama that happened. Um, and then, um, after that, not too long after that, he contacts me. He contacts me. After this was probably was it a year later or almost uh-huh. almost a year? I can't remember. He contacted me. I don't know if he called, emailed. I can't remember all of that. And uh-huh. um <sighs> he started telling me about the drama that was going on between him and the wife. And um you know, at that point, I was like, nobody is coming around my daughter, not even a little bit like he did. Like, it's just not happening. Um, and, um, girl, he came back into town, uh-huh. saw my new place. <laughs> you know, I was being stupid again. And, uh, oh no, this is how it happened. I know how he contacted me again. Um, I had my, I was having my 25th birthday party and another friend that I had met in school, we had the same birthday, same day. And we threw a party at a sports club for our birthday. Halloween, you know, birthday, October 19th. So we threw a Halloween thing, birthday party. Everybody had on costumes or whatever. 
of course, his best friend, who is my friend as well, comes and she brings uh, her uh, her best friend. So they come to the party and everything. And after a while, she slips me an envelope and said, so-and-so, won't say his name, he told me to give this to you. Now, mind you, this is a couple. This was maybe a couple of years later. At this point, I think if I was turning twenty five, yeah, it had to be. Uh huh. She slips me the envelope and said he told me to give this. He sent, you know, wanted me to get this letter to you, and, uh, uh -huh. and she was like, I didn't want to give it to you, but you know, here it is, girl. <laughs> I took the letter later on that okay. night, read it, and that's how he started. You know, I let him back into my life after that, being crazy. Uh -huh. And girl, he just... <laughs> I, I don't even... We just stopped. You know, I was going up there where he was visiting him, and you know, we were you know renting hotels, like doing all that kind of stuff. And I had even met his his kids at the time, the ones because he's had more since you know whatever, but uh -huh. doing stuff for them, and it was like. He I allowed he, he he just I just felt used and abused. Yeah. No, I get and it. And it just died off. Like the time that he did come to visit me in my apartments where we, him and you know his best friend lived. I remember him even saying he didn't even want me to tell her that he was there in town. And I didn't tell her until later. I think he was already gone, I think. I don't know. But, you know, it was just so much sneaking around. And it was just not what I imagined for myself. Right. Because, my, mind you, yeah. I'm, I'm getting older. I'm moving closer to 30. I'm 25 uh -huh. at this point. So, I'm learning some some things, and I remember Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Um, it must it was that same year. No, it was the following year. And I met, um, well, I didn't meet. I got a call out of blue from my middle school sweetheart, who is now <laughs> my husband, <laughs> out the blue. Uh -huh. And this was after we had, I had done a parade and everything. So that night he called 
and um he ended up uh, um coming coming over you know seeing where I stayed or whatever and we were talking and um I allowed him to come upstairs and talk because my oldest child she wasn't there uh, at the time she was spending time again with some family because see I uh-huh. remember mind you I told you I, I never had company if my child was at home if she was at home you know uh-huh. then that wasn't happening right uh-huh. so um come up you know we talking you know in the living room and you know and um I'm telling him, I'm giving, you know, updating him on my life and what was going on and, um, you know, vice versa. We catching up for over, you know, from over the years and, um, what happened after that? Um, I got scared. I actually got, I got scared because I kind of, I, I still, I, I wasn't all the way over that whole situation. Right. Which is expected. Mm-hmm. And then now I have this past love coming who was, you know, always a good friend to me before anything. And I'm like, dog, you know. I don't know. And so we used we started talking on the phone like day in and day out. Every single day. Every single day. And he uh-huh. and he ended up moving to Texas. Which another reason why we started talking every single day because he was helping, you know, helping his mom or whatever with his sister and things like that. And um, so we started talking and, um, you know, for a few months, I already knew him, but I didn't really know him know him you know you know because we went we separated we you had you know you were living life I was living life I don't know you know what has changed what has you know so we we trying Uh to get to know each other making sure you know and um so one day we decided to you know just we made it up an official relationship um and so that it actually was that that October. And so mm-hmm. um he had gotten he has you know sent me money for my birthday, you know, for my birthday gift and things like that and um that following January I flew t- you know to Texas to come, you know, visit um with him, his mom and everybody. And um, we just catching up because, like I said, we knew each other from childhood. So, you know, you know how that is. Uh-huh. And so I stayed there for about a week or close to a week. And then um, he moved back. Like when I left, he left. So I didn't fly back. We drove me, 
him and his 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 son and the, the crazy thing about it while we were talking um my my daughter she just you know how you can hear when your parents on the phone talking to someone and you hear, uh-huh. you hear your parents say the same and you kind of see how your parent lights up and happy and doing all that. So uh, she started to catch on to things like that. I mean, she's five at this point. Yeah, she had just turned five. And um, it's like one day I'm on the phone with him and she goes, oh. Can I talk? Can I talk? Can I talk to Brian? Can I talk? And I'm like, huh? I'm like, uh. I'm like, "Mm," you know, kind of hesitant. She was like, I want to talk. Mommy, you know, mommy, mommy, can I talk? So I'm like, okay, I just want to say hi. So... And that's when it started, when I put her on the phone. And she would take that phone and she'd be walking around the house and walking into her room. And so and so and so and so. And this and this and that. And I have this in my room. And I have this in my bathroom. And this and that. And this and that. I'm like, give me the phone. (laughs) So... (laughs) I mean, right. So that's how they kind of, you know, started building their relationship. And he moved back, and it was like an instant little family. You know, the kids were the, uh-huh. the kids were the same age. They got along. Um. And that's how, you know, that's how it started. And uh, I'm going to mention this and uh, we'll we'll, we'll start to wrap things up. Because like I mentioned before, this is a series. series. We are wrapping, we will be wrapping the series up. Uh, Just FYI, but... I'm going to leave with this. <sighs> he moves in. And, you know, we already making plans to, you know, get out. Because it's like, you know, with the, the apartment, not big enough. And we need more space now. And we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're, you know, we're, we're connecting like I, I, you know how you have that feeling, you know, cause he, even when we were young, he, he had his, his stuff going on, but he always treated me like I didn't have any problems with him. He didn't give me that no drama. type of drama. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and even up through the years, he would always try to get in contact with me. But I'll get, I won't go into that. I'll go into that with the next one as we're wrapping things up. But like I said, I'm going to leave with this here. He, um, as we're getting settled in, 
I do get um, the previous guy, Mr. 30-year-old, uh -huh. who is well over 30 now. He, um, he gets in contact with me, and I'm just like, I get a bit more. I, 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 it, he's he's getting to me again a little bit. He's getting to like getting to my heart a little bit, a he, little bit. He knew what he knew what to come to say all the time. Right, That's right. What that was mm -hmm. right, and I'm gonna leave at that. And this is after. He has moved my my now current husband my, my now husband has moved in with his child with us mm -hmm. and our child we're making you know things official everybody is getting along um this is happening at this point <laughs> and um yeah I'm a I'm gonna leave it at that I'm gonna leave it at that um. You know, Mo, uh -huh. just talking about the things that I have gone through and listening to your story, you know, the things that you have gone through, uh -huh. I never thought that I would be sharing my story let alone having, you know, starting a podcast to where, you know, like I said, not only sharing my story, but coming together with others yeah. to share their story on this platform uh, as well. Huh? I never, never, never thought. And the reason why, um, the reason why is because I was always afraid of being judged, afraid of what people would say if, you know, if I talked about my mistakes, um, Choices I made, decisions I uh -huh. made, whatever, however you want to put it. I never, uh -huh. I was just so afraid, so afraid, so, 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 so much afraid. And now, instead of being afraid, I'm actually, you know, I'm thinking about other people. Even though this is my experience, this is my story, this is your experience, this is your story that we are sharing, mm -hmm. this is for other people. We are supposed to go through these things so we can help the next person. That is how life is supposed to be. Matter of fact, our generation is supposed to be helping the next generation behind us that's coming after us. And they're supposed to help the generation that's coming after them. The generation before us is supposed to be helping us. We are supposed to be teaching and helping each other through these 
through these, um, I'll say, experiences, these life experiences. You know, it, uh -huh. because we we a lot of times we feel like we're alone. We feel like we don't have anyone to turn to. We feel like life is just not on our side. Um, and we have to stress that we have to we have to start getting out of that. And people feel that way because of how the world is, because what people, you know, say out of their mouth each and every day, they're judging people. We, I'm going to say we, because as a, as a whole, we as a society, we don't uh -huh. know anything else to do but to judge people. And we're, do we're doing that. And you know why we're judging? Because, because we're hurt. We're hurt too. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. So misery, misery loves what? Misery loves company. All day, all day long. And it's 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 like okay, well, all right, Kai. You say that you're scared to speak your truth to show people who you really are because you're afraid of being judged. You afraid of what somebody has to say? Okay, well, how about this? Anyone who judges you, look at it in this way. Like I said, people, everybody is going through something. When I was judging people, oh yes, yeah, me, me, judging. I was only doing that because I wasn't confident in myself, I wasn't happy within myself. You know, I wasn't trying to learn from my experiences. I was just blaming people. I didn't want to see myself. You know what I mean? Just putting the blame on other people or just finding, uh -huh. finding something to criticize someone else about. Right. Yep. And that's what helped me to become unafraid and unapologetic i'm not gonna apologize for you know me being me me going through what i had to go through i and i you know what i wouldn't even take it back because when i look back you know god brought me to it to bring me through it and that's what he did and like i said we're not we're we're not done with this series we, we're we're getting down to the wire. We're wrapping it up. But this is for the people to hear. Somebody needs to hear our stories. Somebody needs to go out there and start learning from their experiences so they can do what? Take the baton that we're passing and they can go out, run with it and go pass it to somebody else who's hurting. Uh -huh. and, it, 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 yep. and, and it just kills me, Mo. It just kills me. It kills that me how we treat true. everybody. How we treat one another. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, we all, this world is set up on the, the me world. It's all about me. So. Yeah. And, and what we and what you can get and what you can get 
You know, it's about yeah. greed. It's about materialistic things. Who has the most? Uh-huh. Keeping up with the Joneses. And no, we have to talk about it. You know, I just shared something. I, I you know, I'm going to be honest. I haven't shared this with my family. I shared for the first time with my sister. My sister, who I tell pretty much everything to. And she just found out a few days ago. Uh-huh. A few days ago. Yeah, because you know that comes from worrying about what people gonna think of it. Because your family be the first one to tear you down out of anybody. Yeah. From a complete total stranger. Your family be the first one to criticize you and just tear you down real quick, unfortunately. So you stated, you know, family criticize you the most and which we all, you know, that's just a common general topic that comes up, you know, how family be the, the, the first ones, you know, to come at you. Do you think it's because they feel they have a right to because they're family? Uh-huh. Yeah, they feel like they have a right to... to to be the one criticizing, and then too, it be your family, the 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 biggest ones that hate to see you exceed, or you know get ahead, or you know make a mistake, then get ahead. They be the worst ones to to want to see you progress because more than likely they still stuck in some place and they wish that they could have, should have, would have. Right, instead of supporting uh-huh. you and motivating you, uh-huh. that all goes back to you. If when you worry about you, when you worry about your path and God's plans for you, you're not worrying about the next person. Because yeah. if you're following that path, guess what? You are finding, trust me, there is no way that you're following your path and you're not finding happiness within yourself and confidence. And now I'm not saying it happens overnight. No, 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 no. It does not happen overnight. And we're going to look, we're going to get into this stuff. We're going to get into this stuff. It is my duty. And I so much more, I so much appreciate you, you know, helping me with this, you know, coming on here on this podcast and speaking and talking. Um, Cause I'm pretty sure you know, we're going to get even more comfortable, you know, expressing ourselves and, you know, things are just uh-huh. going to come out. Things are going to come out. This is what this is. This is what it's for. We're, we're not talking from a script. You know, we're not. We're right. not talking. I'm not trying to downplay scripts, but it, th- this is raw. This is what it is. This is here. It 
is. Here it is. Life is not always roses and uh, cotton candy and ice cream and cakes and lollipops. And I'm sorry, we don't live. We we we, we look. The the Care Bears are not our neighbors. This is not what life looks like. It's not. It's not. You know, we got to stop all that. We got to stop letting social media, you know, get us all stressed and depressed. Now, I personally, um, social media wasn't, I was never bothered, you know, by social yeah, media me like neither. that. That's just and something. that's because yeah. of the era that I don't, we grew up in. Like, we didn't grow up in a technology a lot of technology and all that kind of stuff where it just kind of yeah. dictates and plays on our life right so the, these kids were born into it we weren't we born, born into, into it. it right yeah we weren't so yeah social we, media doesn't really really impact me like it does a lot of people i ain't gonna say like some people our age is very much impacted by social media mm-hmm very much mm-hmm. so. Because they but, see the beauty. They're only seeing what uh-huh. pe- people are not going to... A lot of times, people are not posting. Now, some people do. Well, they'll let you know right up. They're up front on social media. I mean, they will let you know. But a lot of times, 90 to 95%, people are just posting what they want you to see. What, you know, right. that the happiness and everything. I personally don't post... Um, you know, unpleasant things like I'm sad or depressed. That's just, you know, I, I mean, I'm talking here on the platform. I have a platform, you know, to express. You know, I use my social media for happy times, for motivation. Now, you know, I'm going to get real, like say something, you know, that somebody might need to see that day, you know, like, you know, letting other people run over you, you know, making sure you set boundaries. Like I'll say stuff like that. But a lot of times I'm just posting pictures like, you know, like today I posted one like, hey, I yeah, I'm probably uh-huh. feeling myself, you know, yeah, I'm probably feeling myself a little bit, but you know what? <laughs> self-love, self-care, I don't care what anybody has to say. You know what I mean? Because guarantee it's going to be more people supporting you than it is judging you. You know what I mean? Everybody's not going to like you. Everybody doesn't like everybody. Everybody don't like me. Okay, I don't care. I don't like to particularly care for, you know, other people. I mean, that's just, I'm not going to, I'm you know, I respect them as another imperfect human being. But if we, and it's not even that. For me, it's not even about, oh, I don't like them. I don't like them. For me, it's more of, uh, you know, they don't necessarily rock how I rock. But, you know, that's them. You know what I'm saying? That's them. So I'm not even sitting up here judging people out because I'm not that person anymore. I now, I can look back and reflect and be like, you girl girl like how did you even how did you even have friends like how like how did you even have people that wanted to be your friend that want like how how you know what i mean i asked myself that you know i i've done all that but you know 
we gotta you gotta stop judging but guess what everybody's not gonna change so we gotta you know expect that too people are gonna we can't change the world right you're gonna uh-huh. have those ones. I mean, look, the devil used to go to church. <laughs> I'm saying, girl, the devil, the devil used to go to church. Okay. The devil was one of God's most beautiful angels. Like he would look. Okay. He was doing it too. So look, and look. he and he he hasn't changed at all. You know. So look. Just keep it real. You know, that's all, you know, I'm trying to um, promote on top of, you know, just being an advocate for mental health is part of mental health. Like I stated earlier, you know, it's 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 a journey. It is a journey. This is something that you practice every single day. It's every single day. It's not. OK, I got it. I'm good. Um, No. Right. Yep. 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 You know, we let's just let's just do better. For the ones that just need to see the light, hint hint, seeing light through darkness, you know, gotta lead the way. So I appreciate you most sharing. I'm I'm sad Tia couldn't join us this evening, but that's okay. Something came up. So we missed her this evening. We missed you, Tia. We missed you. We missed you. We missed you. I know. Um, all right. Well, it was a joy. It was a pleasure as always. Um, this is so therapeutic for me, Mo. Uh-huh. Um, I enjoy talking to you ladies. I really do. Um you know, but we we're dedicated. We're taking time out. You know, we have families, guys, but you know, this is this is important too. So, Mo, did you want to say some last minute words or whatever before we get off of here? You know, like I always say when it just comes to other people. And I know emotions get involved and all of that. And sometimes you can't help it. But sometimes research who you're getting involved with first. Don't just jump in straight, jump in with two feet. Don't be so trusting because people take that as a weakness sometimes. And that's how you get hurt. So... That is what I will have to say. So pretty much just um, have some boundaries set and protect your, protect Mm -hmm. your peace. Yeah. Protecting your peace. Yeah. Protect your peace, protect you or whatever. And if you just feel something ain't right, speak up. Don't just go with the flow. And sometimes, you know, you don't even realize you're going with the flow until it's too late. But just don't go with the flow. All the time, it ain't okay to go with the flow. Sometimes it's okay to to upset folks. Because then you upset folks and you let people know that you you ain't finna just just roll over and take anything. Right. So, yeah. And that may be hard for some people because, you know, a lot of people just don't like confrontation. 
Yeah. Sometimes in order to protect yourself, sometimes you got to ruffle some feathers. Sometimes you're going to make people mad along the way. But at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you are okay before anybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not what you're saying is how you're saying it like sticking up for yourself. You know, I yes. agree with mm-hmm. you saying, you know, when you have to ruffle some feathers, because at the end of the day, it should be, you know, a lesson for that person, too. You're just trying to, hey, I'm look, I have to protect myself. You know, I have to protect myself, protect my heart, protect my emotions, protect my peace and everything. And, you know, what you're doing and what, you you know, how you treat me or how you do me. Hey, like, this is this is what it is. Right. You know what I mean? Um, And like you said, is sometimes you just I don't like confrontation either, you know, but. I'm down with it now. Like if I have to ruffle some feathers, I have to. But it's not only right. not only is it what you it how you say it. Uh-huh. It's kind of like when to like you don't want it's think before you act. Just just think. Don't act on emotion because nine times out of ten you act on emotion. You gonna you're now it's. Now you're in an argument and, you know, what has got accomplished? Nothing. Because you got howling, you got screaming, you got all this stuff going on. Just don't. Oh, I'm mad. I'm about to go. No. Process it. Uh Sit with it for a minute. Sit with it. Get your, you know, your emotions in check. Get everything in check. And then, you know, get to a place where you can see, just see the situation, evaluate the situation, right. and then you know, uh-huh. make your move, speak up, you know, do what you need to do from there. But yep. yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Uh-huh. So, well, yeah, I just um, I'm just gonna piggyback off of you, Mo. Um, you know, I I pretty much said what I had to say. But I do want to add, um, you know, I, I mentioned this before, but follow your path. Follow your path. Matter of fact, stay on, stay, follow your road. Not even staying in your lane. Get off that road. Get off the exit. Get off. <laughs> Find another whole nother road to travel, which is yours. Your own two-way, two four-way, I don't, whatever, your role with your name on it. Follow it. Stick to it. Don't worry right. about what somebody has to say. You know, oh, I, I'm going to keep stressing this every time. Every time. We have got to stop worrying about what other people think or say. If it, it You know, Speak up for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Who cares? Who cares? That should be your motto. Who cares? I know we don't care. We don't care about... (laughs) Mo and I don't care about what... You know, somebody doesn't like our content, doesn't like our show. Everything is not for everybody. Guess what? Guess what will happen? Um, I'm not listening to them anymore. Cool. Move on. You don't have to down talk anybody. You don't have to start judging people. If it's not your your thing, 
don't listen. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, that's for people that have other podcasts, YouTube channels, and everything isn't for everybody. So don't be right. afraid. Don't stop being a, um, a people pleaser. Please yourself. Happiness starts within. Only thing somebody can do is add, add the key word. You plus another person. You already have happiness. If you have happiness already, you're good. But you have plus happiness, that equals, that's more abundance right there. More. But nobody can do it for you. Stop. Stop trying to cheat. Stop trying to cheat. Look at yourself. Face yourself. Change what you need to change. Speak up. Help somebody else. Speak up. Speak up. I don't care if you went to jail. I don't care if you did 10 years. And if you're a changed person and you're living an honest life and you made some mistakes and you're out, go out and tell your story. I don't care. I don't care if you, uh, had an affair or you had a mistress or, um, you know, you were going around, you know, just hurting people's feelings, talking back. I don't care what it is. If you are an honest, changed person, meaning your heart, your heart, because God knows your heart. So don't people can, you know, oh, I changed. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because actions speak louder than words. And if you need to go into, uh, you know, isolation, go in that hermit mode and start doing that work and that shadow work to, to, to come out and be a better you, then that's, that's what needs to happen. But don't be afraid to tell your story and to speak up to help other people out there. Stop. We have to stop uh-huh. being afraid. We have to stop being afraid. Anybody wants to talk, let them talk. Let them talk. You got a lot of fools. You got a lot of fools out here running their damn mouth. So it won't be the first time and it won't be the last time. Uh They out here to this day running their mouth, constantly running, judging. Ain't got nothing, nothing. But don't let don't let people like that stop you. How you gonna let somebody stop you from doing you? Yeah, let let me talk like that. You gonna allow another imperfect human being stop you from doing what you gotta do from handling your business? They have that much control over you. Mm. Let's start looking at it like that. Don't give them that control. Don't give them that control. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. All right. So true. I'm going to leave it at that. And I'm going to keep stressing it. I'm going to keep stressing it. So, all right. We are going to get out of here for the evening. It's been so real. It's been so, so good to talk. Um, And like always, just love, peace, and light. We will see y'all next time. Bye.